This is the Blood Red podcast from the Liverpool Echo, giving you the inside track on all the big talking points from Anfield. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the Morning Bulletin podcast where we round up all the big headlines from overnight concerning Liverpool FC. And I'm delighted to say I'm joined for the first time in a couple of weeks by Sean Bradbury. Sean, how are you, mate? Yeah, very well, thanks, Paul. I had a couple of coffee, so good to go. I think I'm ready for you. Just about. Good stuff, mate. Yeah, coffee is down me too uh, and, and the good thing is we, we are busy aren't we at this this moment in time and just before we, we start Sean you, you edit the sports section of the Liverpool Echoes website how have you found it in these last two months without any football and Liverpool and Everton matches to report on yeah it's been it's been tricky uh, obviously you know to just kind of like well every day you kind of start with a bit of a blank slate don't you and that's that's kind of how it is working on a, a website and the newspaper and having to find content that services both but yeah, no, I'd just say everyone's, everyone's got their head down and, and cracked on and tried to find things and they're a little bit different, be a bit more creative. And I suppose, you know, obviously every couple of weeks there is a Premier League meeting and there's there's, there's plenty to cover in the respect of, you know, project restart, where things are going to go, where where other leagues are going. But, um, but yeah, I mean, we, we, we do kind of miss that bread and butter coverage of the actual games, but obviously everyone appreciates that they cannot come back until it's absolutely safe to do so. And, uh, yeah, we'll just continue reporting on the air. Uh, everything around it until that happens. Well, on this podcast, we've, we've certainly talked about Project Restart a fair bit over these last few weeks, but today we're probably going to focus a bit on on transfers because one man is keeping us all busy is Timo Werner. Uh, yesterday afternoon, hopefully you've seen on the Liverpool Echoes website that we reported an interesting update from the Bayern Munich legend Lothar Matthias. And they late last night, and it kicks off our live blog today, we've got a report suggesting Liverpool could have competition for Werner if they actually do move for him this summer. Yeah, I think um, all in all, I was thinking about Werner before, and it, it feels like it's shaping up a bit like Liverpool's pursuit of Allison. Um, you know, back a few seasons ago, taking a little bit of a similar route. Obviously, <laughs> there is the, the potential disarray of the, of the transfer market this time round because of the coronavirus pandemic, which makes it very different. But things like you know other Premier League suitors apparently emerging, and it, it seemingly being a bit of a saga behind the scenes. But hopefully, the, the outcome will be that eventually does come to Liverpool if, if that's, you know, what the, the way the club decided to pursue it. Um, but yeah, so on, on those specific updates, Matthias saying um, his club's pursuit of Werner is finally over and, and this obviously follows Werner himself kind of spelling out his preferred next option, which he said in the last week or so would be to go abroad. Um, and there's always that danger, I suppose, isn't there, if a, a good player plays for the second rung clubs, if you like, in Germany, um, that, that Bayern can come and sweep for them. It seems to kind of happen over there a lot more than it would here, say, with one one club just being able to take their pick of other players in the league. So, yeah, it seems like that that isn't going to be the case. Um, and then, I, I, it seems to me a little bit following on from that, given that his his camp of obviously, they're, they're probably thinking, well, he's made it clearly he doesn't want to go to this one club, like one of the other ones who were touted as being interested in him. We wonder whether... United and Chelsea now apparently being in for him is, is that is that kind of agent talk mm. is just paper talk to try and kind of fill a gap if, if Bayern seemingly are, are off the agenda according to the man himself um, but uh, I guess on the other hand you know he's a top player and, and it would absolutely make sense if United and Chelsea were were interested in him um, but yeah I think just, you know, given the uncertainty as, as we've mentioned I think that's that's the thing that's going to kind of dominate this this transfer really because it did seem like a bit of momentum was building and there was plenty to talk about this release clause and it's, it's thought to be around fifty million. Um, I read some suggestions last week that that it is that is still active and that could still be the asking price. But again, with with the whole financial uncertainty in the current landscape, you, 
you wonder what what the case is with that because that actually almost seems like it, it's it's quite a high fee now potentially if clubs are in the dire financial straits that could potentially be be the case in terms of what's been spelled out so far. Um, and yeah, Liverpool for their part they've they've, they've been quiet on it, um, and I think that makes that makes sense in normal circumstances, doesn't it? You don't want to be if you are interested in a player if that that interest is genuine, you don't want to be talking about it too much. But given the the financial conditions at the moment, that that makes even more sense. But yeah, there's certainly been clarity about the fact that he doesn't want to take that step up in Germany and he's looking to go abroad. So it does still feel like Liverpool could be a destination if they decide to make their interest concrete. Yeah, again, a case of watching this space. I know when Jurgen Klopp was asked about Werner before the football season was put on hold, he didn't exactly rule it out, did he? But, uh, you know, we'll have to wait and see with that one. But he, he has been speaking, Jurgen, about two other players who have been linked with Liverpool extensively, Jadon Sancho and Kylian Mbappe. And if we're saying that £50 million for Werner in this current climate could be a lot of money, I'm sure these next two would cost even more. But what's Jurgen been saying? I think he was asked by BN Sports about the, the, the links. Yeah, he's, he's asked about speculation and he yeah, thought he answered it well, but, but his answer kind of showed the inevitability of these questions to me. He just said, I, I can't answer these questions without creating headlines. <laughs> and obviously, he said he doesn't want to do that, uh, but he loves them all. They're exceptional players. I think he was kind of asked, uh, there was other names thrown in there as well, like Ronaldo and people, and he, and he said he's got no problem and he's never trained them. Um, you know, doesn't doesn't think about it like that and just thinks about his own, his own squad and concentrates on them. But then he also said, uh, you know, when the question of Mbappe and, and Sancho came up, well, if we can get one of them in the future, then we will see. I think this is the thing, you know, totally understand why Klopp said, oh, well, you're just going to make headlines out of this. But then there's, there's always that little suggestion, and, and, and I think I think it's understandable. Like the, the inevitability of conversations around those two, I just think that's something that Liverpool, you know, the fans, the fans have to be aware of, and, and the manager and the club kind of have to deal with. Because it comes back to the point that there is such a small pool of talent now that could genuinely improve the report, especially, I think, in the attacking sense. Um, you know, maybe other areas of the squad, there's, there's a need for a bit more depth, possibly even a, a slight gap for, for a first team, especially as, as with others expected to move on in the summer. Um, you know, and, and these guys are these guys are in that small pool, aren't they? And then, and then also you get the, the idea of Liverpool's status having changed. I think what, what Klopp and FSG have cemented and and been able to build in recent seasons has been shown by certainly the past 12 months when you've got a, a team that's world champions, European champions, and okay, despite the uncertainty, I think Premier League champions elect is, is still a fair tag to, to put on them. Uh, you've got agents, obviously, who'll play on that. I think all of this is part and parcel of Liverpool becoming a destination club, which mm-hmm. I think is realistically is the case now. And I think this, this brings us on to the other stuff that Klopp said. You know, no, no, players, have, no players have left Liverpool in a while where you'd think, hmm, you know, they Liverpool wanted to keep hold of them. You probably really, in terms of a big name, have to look back to, to Coutinho. I know a few players left, left last summer and maybe in an ideal world you'd keep one or two for depth, but I don't think there's anyone who's gone that you'd have to use concerns about and you'd see the reflection on the status of the club. So, so yeah, you know, Klopp then went on to say, in terms of who he dreams of managing, he said, well, I'm completely happy with the boys I have. I don't think about others. And kind of spelt out that the, the guys up front have still got several years left in them in, in, in his first team squad setup. Um, I think you know he's, he's genuine about that, isn't he? And, and you see the odd rumour swirling around about Real Madrid coming for for Mane, maybe Salah. But there does seem to be this kind of security that exudes from Klopp and the whole club that Liverpool's status has changed. Um, and I think that that feeds into both sides: the players not leaving and players being linked. Um, yeah, so it's just bringing it back to Mbappe and Sancho. It's it's strange, isn't it? Because they're you know they're, they're both they're both so young. Um, 
But you, you do think moves are going to be in the offering for them. Um, I always think Sancho's destined at some point to come back to, to England. Um, you know, I know he's only 20 and he's, he's at a very good club, but Dortmund are kind of in that second tier um, in Germany, just about in the sense of not being Bayern Munich. You know, they're, they're a club that you think uh, other other bigger sides could could circle and take talent from. And then, you know, Mbappe, um, it, it was weird when, when PSG haven't been crowned champions. You know, they obviously win it at, at a canter at every year. It, it just seemed to be quite quite low-key that. Um, I think this is something that the football fans may have to prepare for in terms of a title just being awarded via a meeting and, you know, mm-hmm. via via social media by someone just saying that this is the case. But, you know, he's, I think he's won three on the bounce there now and, you know, he's only 21 himself and his, his, his next move will kind of shake your game football for the, for, the, for the years to come. But, but yeah, I think Klopp is right. He, he will always train uh, headlines about these things, whether he likes it or not. But there's, there's good reason for that because of Liverpool's status. We all know about Sancho and Mbappe and Werner by now, but I'm pretty sure not too many of us know about a 17-year-old Belgian midfielder that the Daily Mirror, among others, are linking Liverpool and Manchester City with now. Uh, Sean is the man who introduced the Echo Sports Desk to Calvin Stengs well before <laughs> Josh Williams and David Hughes did, our tactical <laughs> and analytics experts. What can you tell us about Aston Ranks? I hope I've got his name right. <laughs> Aston Ranks. I'm, I'm very glad you went first with his name. We'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with Aston Ranks. Um, yeah, well, obviously, it's a report in the middle of this. I've just, just had a little look this morning and done a bit of reading up on him. But 17-year-old midfielder, um, I think he turned 18 in October. He plays for KV Melechen, I think, or Michelin, I think I've got that right. Um, and they're, they're about six in the, or they are six in the, the Belgian top flight standings as it is now. It's been suspended over there. Um, and yeah, just, just looking at his, at his numbers, it looks like he's got a, a decent run in the side recently and kind of as, after after winter into spring, got, got quite a few games for them. Um which is impressive, obviously, given given his age. And there seemed to be one performance where he scored and possibly laid on an assist as well against Anderlecht back in Feb. And this is the one, uh, well, it's one of several of the mirror claims City and Liverpool scouts were at. Um, and yeah, it, it, it's difficult to say. And then obviously, any big club like Liverpool and Man City are going to have a, a wide scouting network and it'd be remiss if they weren't keeping tabs on players who were breaking through into sides in the top leagues of Europe. Uh, some interesting details in the middle story though they say that he could cost as little as one and a half million which mm-hmm. I guess that's a reflection of, of both sides of the of, of potential suitors and the club he's at currently and, and the financial landscape um, you know there's, there's suggestions in this piece that this current Belgian team are kind of feeling the pinch of the current situation like everyone else and, and could be looking to sell some top talent uh, and then I think the other side of that is City and Liverpool are, are both teams who do like to Try and recruit um, players at this level, bring them into their, you know, excellent academy setups, and try and develop them. You look at Liverpool with Harvey Elliott, Seth Vandenberg, I suppose, uh, Keanu Hoover, a couple of seasons back, is one who's almost taken that next step now, hasn't he? And it, he's getting first team opportunities every now and then. Um, so yeah, I think bringing in a talent for for not much money and seeing if he can develop and taking that gamble on a player who's, who's obviously not established and and up and coming is something that Liverpool have kind of already started doing and, and City have done to an extent too but in, in the in the current climate could be one that they, they definitely try and pursue a bit more so so yeah no, no kind of definitive steer on, on whether Liverpool could be going for him or not but certainly seems the type of profile of signing that they, they might have done previously and they could look to do this summer Certainly 
just one final story, mate, about a player we assume will leave Liverpool again, and that's Loris Callius. Uh, hopefully you've all heard on Blood Red, our main podcast on Monday, about the goalkeeper's decision to cancel his loan spell at Besiktas. And our Liverpool FC reporter, Paul Gorse, has been writing about what the, the Reds have made their role, haven't they, Sean? Yes, I... <laughs> It really doesn't seem like the club will be sending anyone and I'll loan to the ship again anytime <laughs> soon because this, this whole thing, we, we, we spoke about ourselves on, on this pod again, but obviously it's moved on massively since. It, it was it was a deal that seemed like the right one at the time after his errors in the Champions League final and just what they hope for him and what I'm sure the club hope for him as well as, as, a, as an individual and, and as a kind of an asset and someone who obviously will, will move on at some point was rehabilitation really and... and yeah, as we said, it's just been anything but. He's got the game time, thankfully, but it's been the high profile and unfortunate issues over unpaid wages, which is, has happened two seasons on the bounce. Uh, and then, yeah, as I'm sure you guys talked about on Blood Red, his open letter came a few days back outlining this situation, speaking very honestly about that and just kind of making the point that he tried all options to solve this situation um, without problems, but unfortunately wasn't able to do that. And his contract had to be terminated uh, over in Turkey. Um, yeah, and, and as Gorsi's reports say, and very understandably, I'd, I'd be surprised if this wasn't the case, really, that the high-profile players in Anfield are quite unhappy with, with how all this played out, especially, you know, if it happened last season, and you think, well, hopefully that doesn't happen again, and then and then wind the clock forward 12 months, pretty much exactly, around the same type of time, it happens again. Um, so, yeah, he's, he's kind of in limbo now. It's not obviously, the, the entire football world is, but for him in a, an even more specific sense, because... Don't think Liverpool can register him now for, for the rest of this season, however it plays out. Um, so, of course, he says no, the, the most likely thing for him now is, is an extended break and then a search for a buyer. Um, but, you know, like we said previously, he's, he's 26. There's still a hell of a lot of football ahead of him to play. Um, and you hope that maybe in, in, in some sense this, this climate will, will suit someone like him who, despite his reputation taking a few knocks in, uh, in, in kind of very high-profile circumstances, and he does carry a lot of experience now at high levels for someone who is, who is only kind of in his mid-twenties and has, has several years in the game left. So maybe this this, this summer is, is a chance for him. Uh, and yeah, it just does feel like his, his next big move will potentially be the career-defining one. You hope it's a bit more settled than what he's had uh, at the shift test. Thanks very much, Sean, for running through those headlines for us. And thanks everybody at home or at work for listening. Josh Williams and David Hughes will be back this afternoon with the Analyzing Anfield podcast. Bye for now. You've been listening to the Blood Red Podcast from the Liverpool Echo.